Number 31 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy of The Fourth Host, and with me are my co-hosts Shane the Schmageggy. I, I quit. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry, because uh, we also have Rory, the ungrateful, unspeakable cur. Yeah, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll, I, I know what I'll I am. I'll own it. I'll own my trash. <laughs> Uh, today, we are following Howard the Duck, The Eternals, Nova, The X-Men, and Ms. Marvel. And these comics are going to take us from November 1976 through February 1977. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, does Andy have sad facts for us today? Andy, sad facts. And you know that I came with a loaded chamber. Hey, wait, so- Andy, wait. Wait, you, we need you need a theme song. We need to come up with a theme song right now <laughs> for Andy's sad facts. You, we need an Andy sad facts theme song. Okay, like we can't go on any we, longer. We could just do the we could just do the the trombone. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, that's good. Yes. But I, I also I need a voice too, though. I need like an announcer voice that's just like Andy sad facts. Yeah, for when I know that I'm bringing a slate of really really big downers. So so here's what I did today. No, I, get, I only I, want sad facts from now on. You don't get to pick good <laughs> facts. Oh, I only... Oh, God. That, what a bad yeah. way to start a podcast. But we'll do it anyway. <laughs> uh, here we go. I have, two, I have two neutral facts for you. So, the Eagles release Hotel California. I, I don't know. I think we could probably all agree it's a good song, right? Yes. So, that's, that's not I a think, sad fact. Well, I have, we have, I have to thoughts. decide if, if its existence for the next... You know, fifty years is a bummer or not? I think it, I think you can make that argument. It's possible. It's it's forever playing in in department yeah, stores that, across the nation. Roots begins airing on ABC with Levar Burton. Yeah, Levar Burton doing a very good job in a very sad show. Uh, so I guess that's kind the of a show. Sad fact. Well, no, the show it is tragic. Right. The existence of Roots is a positive. Yes, it's a very good, <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. So see what I mean? I, I They were neutral facts. Here's an interesting one. This is a complicated one. I ended up in a weird deep dive on Wikipedia about this, so uh, uh, apologies. But uh, if you remember a couple weeks ago, we I mentioned that they had like reintroduced the death penalty. So during this time frame, end of, end of 76, beginning of 77, they executed their first person since reintroducing it uh, and as a man named Gary Gilmore on charges of robbery and murder. And he was in 1977 executed by firing squad in Draper, Utah. And uh, the, I, the other option, if it hadn't been firing squad would have been hanging. And if you remember, this is the year star Wars came out. And I feel like those things aren't like, it's kind of crazy. It's yeah. weird to me that Utah's options in the year of Star Wars were hanging or firing squad. Uh, so that's a sad fact. I mean, he was a murderer, but like, that's fucking weird. And the death penalty is a very strange and complicated thing. And apparently, here, so I have two two more little things for this. And they're, this is, they blew my mind. The week, the week before, SNL had apparently done a, a, a real biting satirical thing where they had like done a medley of Christmas songs with changed lyrics called Let's Kill Gary Gilmore for Christmas. <gasps> no. They- <laughs> no. <laughs> and then no, this is the one that gets me. This is this is the reason I had to tell you all about this and give you context. So, his last words apparently inspired someone working in the marketing department of a very major corporation to come up with their extremely long-lasting uh, slogan, their ad slogan, because Gary Gilmore's last words were, just do it. And Nike thought that was a good idea. Like, hey. I like where this guy's head's at. <laughs> I like where this guy's head's at. And they made it their slogan, you guys. What? 
Just do it as from a murderer on death row. You guys, you wait, Andy, wait. <laughs> Hang on, wait. This is a weird, like, butterfly butterfly effect moment, right? Where, like, if that didn't happen, Nike wouldn't exist with that logo today? Is that what yeah, you're saying? That is exactly what I'm saying, yes. Yes. It's... It, it was so weird. I It was like every time I kept like, oh, okay, I'm done with this one. I can just write the fact. I would like look ahead a few lines on the Wikipedia article and go, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, let's kill Gary Gilmore for Christmas. Just do it. And also Jimmy Carter's president now. So that's the longest one of those segments that I've ever done. And I apologize. We have not talked about comics at all. And uh, anyway, that's. Do not it. apologize for art. Do not apologize for brilliant art. <laughs> uh okay speaking of brilliant art talk to me about howard the duck shane you had to have us read another issue of howard the duck i said one issue and you turned it into two so how dare you well you know we could have had one less issue this week but andy decided that if we were going to read one you might as well ingest another one yep yep you gotta finish um, okay. out that that running for president plotline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the the running for president plotline was so good, but so it starts off with the the Cookie Man, right? The Ginger Stein. It's it start it starts off with Ginger Stein, but he <laughs> he's so happy and like just hanging out, right? And then everyone just starts like, eating him. Everyone starts like eating him, and then the house explodes, and that's literally what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's and then in we like move on five pages too it's like yeah. the first like a little bit of that issue and i was like well shane's questions are answered <laughs> every single character blows up in that mansion except for howard and whatever her name is deborah doris Bev? beverly beverly yep beverly that one <laughs> janet doris <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it was kind of wild, like to see Howard just like Howard's big duck bill just start chowing down on a living cookie man. <laughs> Do you know that sound ducks make when they eat? Do you think Howard was making that sound as he was chewing on his leg? <laughs> uh, um. Uh, yeah. What about this? What about this? This uh, ooh, exciting political commentary that we get here with Howard. Did it land for anybody? No. <laughs> yeah, no. Because the 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 um, the layer between writer and and art is is too thin with Howard the Duck. It's it it feels like somebody's just telling you. Soapboxing. Po- yeah. yeah, yeah. This is just whoever wrote this fucking thing. This fucking travesties. <laughs> this is, they're just espousing their opinions. Yes. Yeah. No, I feel I feel the same way. And they're sort of like. <laughs> You know, edgy hot takes about how both sides are are explicit, and it's like, yeah, and and then everyone seems to love Howard for just showing up and like, just oh, you're doing that whole tell it how it is, and just yeah, like (laughs) oh fuck me, man, his fucking folksy Alaskan moxie. He's the Sarah Palin (laughs) of uh, yeah, I know (laughs) of the Marvel universe. I did like it's such a dumb little joke but i did like that the name of the political party that really wants him to run is the all night party because all night party is really funny yeah. to me mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's such an easy joke but i it made me laugh uh and there's some other weird shit it, it's kind of fun a bunch of assassins try and kill him because i guess he's speaking the truth too much <laughs> it's, it's bad politics takes it yeah it's very convoluted and it doesn't like actually explain any of that right yeah, totally. And there's a oh my god, the the the, the big ham fisted line where someone was like, Today's candidate doesn't think Mrs. Switzler, he recites. Like, uh, I know, okay. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Politicians, I get it. This is not this is not the this is not the commentary you think it is. <laughs> Do you like how they tried to give him those big teeth? Oh right. If we if we can talk about any good moments of this, it's it's them putting big fake teeth in Howard's mouth. Yeah, our candidate's a duck. We feel like he's not going to connect with the people. But our, our, our analysts, our analysts figured out what the problem is. Though we think he'll really like that. Those good demographics will show up for us if he has human teeth. I think. I think if he has the teeth, we're saying goodbye to Howard. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. We're going to we're going to say goodbye to Howard for a while. We're going to check in to see how his run ends in issues 30 and 31 in a few weeks. That's it. Sorry, Howard, you're not consistently good enough. Speaking of something that might not consistently be good enough, and I'm interested about what you guys are thinking, tell me about the Eternals. Uh, we've had two more issues of the Eternals to sort of form more of a, 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 a mature opinion. Uh, to me, it's it's dancing, I think, too close to the same tune as Warlock with this sort of like, you know, really clear God uh, mm -hmm. parallels. Um, but I thought it, it it continues to get better. Yeah, yeah. I, I now that we actually have characters to interact with, right? Uh, I it's still sort of like trying to position itself in big picture, which is not where a story can really live. Uh, yeah. It's not a com it's not a compelling story to be like. And then the governments of the world do this, and then these groups of people do this. It's like, yeah, but what do these people care about? What does this person <laughs> care about? Um. And I think they're still kind of failing at that, but they've given some extra fun characterization to, for instance, Cersei, who I'm beginning to really like because she's a mess. <laughs> she is. She's a hot mess. And let me tell you, let's 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 do a little quick art detour here. Talking about Cersei. Yeah. Almost. If you go back and look at this comic, almost every single panel with Cersei in it has her head tilted upward and yes. kind of at like a three-fourths angle. They never show her face unless it is tilted towards the sky doing some kind of pose. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, it makes her cheekbones really stand out, like the way that they draw her. Like she's got these like different lines on her face than I'm used to from from mm -hmm. these comics. And it's yeah, it's striking. She's she's, got, she's this like sort of lithe Victorian woman who sort of flings herself everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lands lands dramatically wherever the wind takes her. <laughs> she kind of looks like Stockard Channing. Like I like Ooh. I would I would feel that if this was a movie in the seventies, like that would be Stockard Channing, right? I don't think I know her. She's Rizzo in Greece and uh, Abby Bartlett, the the first lady in West Wing. I couldn't be more upset at the two examples you chose. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I li I like her. She's fun, and she's got a terrifying power. She can just kind of rearrange matter that, like, the way she wants. Like, she turns shit into tentacles and makes guns sort of limp and gooey. And <laughs> it's very, it's very it's, upsetting. It's super erotic. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> she's fucking awesome, and she's funny. She's funny as shit. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Margot, the human girl, is just sort of getting carted around for the plot. Uh, is still nothing. I still don't know anything I think about her. This is this is kind of I think what you were just talking about, Andy. It's their attempt to sort of insert a. I mean, in this case, a human element is sort of a pun, but like, uh, so, yes. you know, there's a sort of uh, whether you want to call it an audience sort of uh, what do you call it a uh, plant where mm -hmm. the, an audience insert or, or just an attempt to sort of put some emotion and some stakes into the story because these Eternals are. It's pretty hard to have stakes when you're a, a sort of immortal. When you're and immortal and, and live in a sort of amazing city in the clouds. <laughs> to kill, last issue, they tried to kill Icarus, but they can't because he's immortal and invulnerable. So they put him to brain sleep, shoved him in a torpedo and fired him into the floor, like the sea floor. That's what you have to do to give stakes or like lasting problems to an eternal. It's yeah. very, very worrisome for where this comic will end up going. But. Uh, I want I want to point out, Shane. I know I know that you probably laughed at this too. But at one point, they like realize they all have to go public, and it's like, okay, we got to tell like everyone about this whole deal. The humans deserve to know. And at this like public forum, uh, when they're first they revealed, go to a community <laughs> college. Well, it's yeah. city college, but it's it, to me, but it's <laughs> <laughs> which is supposedly a prestigious university, but it sounds like a community college. Yeah. And it's, one person Greendale. in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> there's a person in the crowd. Who, like, everyone's like, oh, who the hell are these guys? Oh, they're so shiny. And one of them goes, they look like the cast of some new musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I definitely took a picture of that panel. <laughs> Absolutely. That whole moment is crazy because they're trying to prove that they're real. And they're, like, showing off their powers. And the people watching are still debating about whether or not it's real. Right? Real, this world though. has I mean, Thor in it. But 
I, I, I bought into this moment. Like we experienced it firsthand through COVID. Like yeah. people mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. It, just belligerently refusing yeah. scientific evidence put on yes. television. <laughs> yes. And they're, they're even like, there's a moment where Cersei turns some dude's head into the thing's head. Yeah. And every, everyone's like, no way. Uh, no way. It's mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> That poor guy. Yeah, so I don't know. It feels... It, I, I have yet to figure out whether or not the big things that are happening in this comic are going to ripple out into any other Marvel comics or whether the sort of huge news that humanity has, like, other cousins living with us that are called the Deviants and the Eternals just sort of lives in this title alone. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. I'm not sure... It feels weird. It feels like this is such a huge thing for no one else in any other comic to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but and like Shield shows up, like the fact that Shield shows uh, up to deal with it, right? Yes, actually, that's that's the whole other issue that we read is the the sort of like misadventures of three <laughs> Shield agents. Yeah. Oh, I love them. I love these three <laughs> Shield agents. Can we talk about them for a second? Like, I yes. love them. Okay, their names are are Stevenson, Tyler, and Parks, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're so stupid oh god yeah and they do, they know nothing except firing their guns and so <laughs> yeah they're there to, to investigate the uh the giant like sort of spooky dome the celestials have made and uh they get in there not knowing of course that they'll be stuck here for 50 years now that they've come in uh and yeah they they at every turn they just want to shoot stuff and they're like, no, those are gods. And they're like, I know, but I'm holding like a nuke in my hand and I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. Why do they have so like they've got like grenades? Uh, just, they're loaded to the teeth for three dudes just going into the Andes. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's bizarre. I love it. I love it, though, because, again, the the thing that I like about this, this, uh, this thing so far about Kirby's Eternals, well, specifically Celestials, is that they're they're huge. And I like that energy. I like the size difference and the fact that we can't understand them at all. And so, like, it was nice to see him chuck the nuke and then uh, fucking Tefril of the fourth host just sort of reaches out his giant hand and lets it explode in there and is like, huh. And then turns them into freeze-dried people. (laughs) Yeah, I like the Celestials. Uh, They're uh, spooky and and, uh, they're kind of heavy metal with, like, god spaceships and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of power injury they're like if power yeah, they are power the injury. Uh, <laughs> but i also feel like i i just don't have a solid enough grasp on the difference between eternals and celestials and deviants totally. and hu- it's just it's all kind of it it sort of makes a soup and i i wish they were a little slower releasing this entire universe <laughs> yeah. of different human soup yeah it's just, it is it's it's obvious that Jack Kirby was that kid that we knew in middle school who had already world built his whole fantasy novel series, but he'd never written a word mm-hmm. and been like, I know exactly how all of the other magic shit works and all the gods in the history. And then it's like, yeah, but did you write a story? Did you write a though? book? <laughs> like what happens though? And I feel like Kirby had all these grand ideas of how this works. And then they're like, okay, but you need to make a comic out of it. And he's like, really? <laughs> Come on guys. Fuck. Can't we just like publish my art, my D and D campaign? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my literal D and D campaign with my anim- with with my anime generals, <laughs> my, my big robot anime generals. Yeah. Uh but no, I'm what? I'm if if you guys are down, I'm still down to keep reading. I could I could it would sort of to me I would only cut it if I was looking at the list and really wanted more of something else. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't feel that it deserves to be cut. But given that we can't read infinite comics, I'd consider it if, we're, if there was like, you know, something if, if something good was coming in in exchange. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, I mean, I mean, just for just for our edification, where we finished reading seven, the seventh issue today, and there in this run there are nineteen. So, oh, okay. In a world where we kept with it, it's not super long, but we also shouldn't feel like beholden to it if we, yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll keep we'll keep an eye on it, but not not an immediate cut. You want to talk about that one issue of Ms. Marvel real quick? No. You don't, huh? <laughs> what? Whoa. Why not, Rory? Go uh, off. I didn't like it. Go uh, off, dragger, bitch. Yes. 
I mean, the very fucking first page says this female fights back. It's uh huh, yeah, and it's 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 oversexed and it and is. It, that. And it feels like it's trying to make some sort of like point, like look how look how fucking progressive we are, but it's mm-hmm. not landing. It really reads as hollow posturing and and just not getting it. Like it super does because. Like you said, it like the posturing part of it. Like I feel like there's like a mom and her daughter, and the daughter's like, "I want to be just like her when I grow up." Like, oh, there's women heroes, and it's really like it's really super obvious. And then and then and then you look over at Ms. Marvel, and they've taken the most painstaking care to perfectly shade her spandex-covered breasts, <laughs> and like it's just yeah, it's both sides of their mouth at the same time. It feels really weird. You talking about this this woman who weighs a buck twenty and has e cups? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's a, that's a that's a big problem that they don't solve for quite some time and probably still that, haven't. Oh yeah, they still haven't solved this problem. But we, we can we? Okay, listen. So that problem aside, obviously this goes on the wall of shame. Like. Uh, yeah, in, in half of it, half of it goes on the wall of shame. There are some panels in this comic where she does some cool things, like smashing dudes with a car. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> there's a there's a part of this. So, what's it? It's the the, the craziest thing that I I thought reading this Ms. Marvel issue. So if you're not if you're not following, this is Carol Danvers. So Carol was the. Um, she worked at the Air Force Base. She was like head of security at the Air Force Base that Captain Marvel was working at when he first showed up on Earth. And apparently all of that craziness that happened lost her her job. Like they didn't trust her anymore, et cetera, et cetera. And so going from extremely successful military career on top secret base, she's like, I guess I'll be a journalist now because <laughs> it's just it's so weird. It is the biggest career heel turn that I can imagine. I think and... they. I think they like. Uh, I've seen. We see it a lot. We see it in X Men Two, where um, Storm's dad is a is a, is a journal. He's a journalist. Photo, photo, yeah. photo journalist. I think they like. It's a really easy way to have somebody. They're out. They have a job, but they're out in the world. They're not existing yeah. within like a a really rigid corporate sca- structure. They can go anywhere and do their. You know, we can send them to whatever part of the world we want. Mm-hmm. It's a very plot convenient job to have. Totally. That's real. That's very real. Uh, it just feels really strange for Carol Danvers to. Uh, I go. agree. <laughs> She's now yes. suddenly the the like editor of a J. Jonah Jameson's new women's magazine called Woman. <laughs> <laughs> that feels real too. That that a J. Jonah Jameson type, you know, yeah. media magnate would be like, we're not getting women readers. I'll make a women magazine called called Women. What was there like a boom at this point too of like lifestyle magazines? Maybe I don't know. Uh, you, all you I know are my three sad facts, Shane. That's literally. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let's take a look. Google machine. First issue of People magazine was '74. Oh, okay, okay. Do you consider People a women's magazine, Rory? No, but Not it's a, more of a lifestyle but, magazine. Yeah, the sort of like. Let's get everybody involved in uh, in in paying me money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there were, I guess, there were two things that I liked. One was that uh, they acknowledge, like, they're going to do J. Jonah Jameson, and so they are able to, like, sort of once again, like we saw with uh, with Howard the Duck, use Spider Man's absurd popularity to help bolster the sales of an issue one. Yes. Uh, because Peter and MJ are both in this issue. And uh, it's kind of fun, I guess, that we're seeing them meet their civilian identities. Like, that's always kind of an a, a amusing thing. The other thing that's kind of interesting is that she doesn't realize she's sort of like Frankenstein or like like uh, werewolves into Ms. Marvel. And she doesn't remember doing it. And Ms. Marvel doesn't remember being Carol Danvers, um, which is kind of a fun dynamic. But I don't know. I don't know how yeah. long they can make that last. Yeah, actually. The, the best part about this issue is that the villain in it is the Scorpion. This is normally a <laughs> Spider-Man villain, right? So the Scorpion, uh, still mad at J. Jonah Jameson for turning him into a monster, but he goes a little farther and he says a couple things that sort of made me like, oh, I bet you would be mad. He talks about how he can't 
love. He can't feel, can't love in this suit. And I'm like, oh, you just want to fuck and you can't. (laughs) (laughs) You're stuck in the scorpion suit and J. John Jameson means you made it so you can't fuck anymore. (laughs) Oh, Mac, I get it. I get it, Mac. Do you, do you think Jay Jonah's like, I literally gave you that big tail. Maybe you're using it wrong. <laughs> you put why the suit on backwards? So, why do you think there's like so many millions of nerve endings in that tail? <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Uh, anyway, Ms. Marvel, we read one issue just to sort of see her first appearance. She'll show up again, I think, in the Claremont X-Men at some point. Uh, but in the meantime, we're not going to follow it because it's a, it's a kind of a, it's not a good comic. Um, X-Men. Yeah. Speaking of Claremont's X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved them. But, you know, that's not going to be a huge shocker to anybody. No, I, I any liked these listeners. too. I liked these a lot. Um, good yeah, storm Dev, content. I, oh, the storm content is, I could read, <laughs> I literally would read a comic that was just storm. Like. Yeah, and they've, they've, I think they've done that, right? Like, Rory, they have to have done a Storm solo title uh, they, They've probably done a couple, but she, uh, she for the most part, just leads leads X-Men teams. Like, she's pretty much always in a flagship um, Got it. magazine, comic. But I, I mean, mean, like... She's great. Yeah, they have the whole thing where even, even the artwork changes whenever it goes into her backstory and, like, mm-hmm. how, how she starts to, like you know her parents die and she goes to live by herself there's that whole full page spread of her standing there looking like a looking like a freaking sorceress like i would read yeah. the shit out of this yeah she's it dope. caught my attention so hard it was a little a little hackneyed when we saw her parents backstory like rory mentioned yeah, earlier this, her, this, her, her dad's story is is, uh, <laughs> is heavy-handed like how do we we have to get an american girl to kenya and yeah they, they jump through a lot of mental hoops to do that <laughs> and it's there's this panel of her dad being like, wow, how did I manage it? A photojournalist from like Brooklyn or whatever, and I'm marrying an African princess? to an African princess. <laughs> wow, what a crazy happenstance my life has been. <laughs> uh, I, I, my, favorite, my favorite note that I've taken maybe yet for this podcast happened during these two issues, which was, Oh God! Oh God! Something's carrying Nightcrawler. Oh God! They're leprechauns, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, so do we? We do we meet them in in the first issue we read, or is it the is it the, that the reveal at the at the beginning of the second one? We it's the reveal at them. the beginning of the second one. Yes, because yeah. well, when they drag off Nightcrawler, it's pretty scary. He's he's been yeah left in the shadows, and then there's um, it's just a panel of you know somebody like. Yeah, heaving his corpse into the, you know further into the <laughs> yes. dark. Yes, it's spooky. <laughs> and then issue one hundred three starts, and it's like seven leprechauns. You know, as 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 much as I can't take, I just can't take leprechauns seriously. Like it's no. just such a it's such a tonal um, blunder to to even try. I did like them. I did, did think they were kind of pretty cool. Like they it, seem fun. <laughs> <laughs> They're you know semi magical, and I, I I really liked what was going on with them. Yeah, and and they uh, they feel indebted to uh, yeah, which to is Kurt. again more like fairy magic stuff. Yep, totally. Yeah, no, I I, I liked it, and also it, it's this is in the midst of seeing that uh, what it looks like is that Kurt has another part of his power that he didn't realize. Like I don't remember this being part of Nightcrawler's like power set, but like he can go into a shadow and disappear. No, I think they taught him that, didn't they? They were like, "Look at you can go into this like it's part of the castle." Did I misread no, that? No, because when they because when he gets knocked away by Juggernaut, he like is knocked into the shadows, and uh, you can see it's all only his legs are visible, and like uh, and when they find him, when they drag him off, they're like, "Yeah, did you see you were doing that shit?" And he's like, "No, I didn't do that. I can't do <laughs> oh. that." And they're like, "No, get into a shadow, dude." And he's like, "Holy fuck, you're right." Yeah, I don't remember if they they must not keep it, but it also sort of makes sense. Like that they always had that idea because his name is Nightcrawler and it's it's not really True. very fitting otherwise <laughs> other than he's kind of spooky looking not like a, but yeah I don't I, yeah to me I don't remember that being a part of his uh, powers in the in the modern but maybe they just don't utilize it very well maybe take a look at the old Wikipedia Wikipedia we keep talking I thought I thought it was from him getting hit by dark dark sorcerer. <laughs> You mean Black Tom? That's yeah, Black yeah. Black Thomas. Black Tom is an unfortunate name to give someone. I it think absolutely is. Yeah. 
Especially yeah. when they're a very sexy anti-hero from Ireland. <laughs> and his name's Black Tom. The character, I think, is fun. And his relationship with Juggernaut is fun. Because at the end of these two issues, when they chuck Bla- Black Tom, uh, Banshee chucks his cousin Black Tom off the cliff. Juggernaut fucking just yeets himself afterwards and is like, Tom, he was my only friend I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like that they're friends now. Uh, also, I think we have to talk about Wolverine and Colossus. Yeah, we do. They're uh, I, this is this is a more complicated disagreement than I thought would happen mid fight. Yeah. They're having a bad day. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can articulate it a little better than I can, Rory. But like, the, it seems like it seems like Wolverine is maybe being a little more like realistic mid fight about what what the the like focus should be. But sure, also the triage. Being, uh, yeah, yeah. And then Colossus is like, I don't like the way you talk to Storm. S- Storm is having some sort of mental breakdown. It's sort of at this point unclear if if this is just a a, a personal you know, thing or mm-hmm. related to related to the Phoenix Force. Because I think Xavier is also having these sort of like forced vision dreams, right? Yeah. So yeah. it could be part of that. Um, but yeah, uh, Wolverine Wolverine calls Storm abroad and Colossus fucking steps down on him. Like, that's mm-hmm. going to be the last Jesus. time you say that. <laughs> and then when then Wolverine does it a second time later in the comic, so Colossus throws him into space. <laughs> 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 it's yeah. fucking rad he lands on the other side of the castle and he's like that fucking crazy rusky <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was crazy that was that was awesome i really liked all of that because like it's clear wolverine is not a nice person no like, it's it's really fun to have him sort of a little more a little he hasn't he hasn't uh earned our love yet like no all of his all of the like baggage that comes from loving wolverine is like because you know he's like you know in his heart like later once you've come to love him right yeah yeah that he's a good person but we don't know that now and he just kind of sucks mm-hmm. and 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 then nobody has any reason to put up with his bullshit <laughs> and they throw him into space and they throw him into space <laughs> <clears throat> something I, I just want to talk about something that i noticed like throughout the th- kind of throughout these two comics that i've never yeah. noticed before when it goes to a different like scene or location or whatever, they actually like call it out in the in the little notes in the margins. Did you notice that? No, no, I wasn't it, looking at the margins. It says like it says like time cut, place cut, and then like tells you where they're going or when they're going. Oh, I don't neat. know. Just a Weird. dumb thing I wanted to insert while you guys were having fun. I thought about it and I said, <laughs> I said, this is the moment. This is the moment to break up their fun with my cool comment about place cuts. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, Shane, get better at having a conversation. Um, <laughs> no, no, all your input is valid and love, and I love it. Uh, but I, this is my show, so you better step in line. Sorry, 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 sorry. So anyway, in the Eternals, <laughs> no, <laughs> we did the Eternals. You can't go back. No, my control. Uh, I don't. I don't control this show. For fuck's sake, please. Oh wait, wait, wait. time out, time out. Okay, hit it. This is. I just I uh, just managed to get around get to the to the Nightcrawler wiki. Oh yeah, uh, tell me. His, so he he does have this power. It, it is not usually called out as like the ability to turn invisible, right? Mm. We see he it's called the he has a camouflage. He has the limited ability to blend into shadows, both as a result of his indigo fur and his connection to the light bending attributes of the dimension through which he teleports. This is also the explanation for why he constantly appears in shadow, even in direct light. And I have noticed that, obviously. Ah, sort of like constantly shrouded in darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. That is fun. He's sort of always got a noir filter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, ongoing story-wise, uh, a, couple little, a couple little nuggets before we leave. It's interesting. Uh, we see that maybe Black Tom and Juggernaut have been hired by Eric the Red who is in turn taking orders from a spooky alien on a TV screen, um, which is interesting, I guess. And it's probably has something to do with the, uh, the imminent alien invasion that Xavier keeps having visions of in his mind. And, uh, and we'll get Magneto next week. We tease the return of Magneto, which, which I think will be cool because Magneto is just, he's one of the best, you know, comic characters. And, but he wasn't, he wasn't that in, in the in the Kirby in the Kirby uh, and whoever else mm-hmm. X Men is like 
we're gonna i think see the return like because the brotherhood of evil mutants is goofy right yes mm-hmm. <laughs> so i feel like i'm hoping he he really returns with a bat and uh, yeah sets up sets up um the magneto we've we've the world fell in love with yeah i hope so too now, we talked about this one a little bit before we started, but Nova has surprised me a lot. And that's the last thing that we read. And it is it is charming in a way that I really was unaware it was going to be. Uh, yeah. So I, I, to, I don't know that my observations were, were new, but they, they've cemented that this is what they're really doing with Nova, which mm-hmm. may have just been an origin story otherwise. So, like, for example, I'm a fan of how he's sort of figuring out his his powers and um yeah in a way that feels believable right like if if a magic spacesuit possesses you um it's it just i like it i like that he's like whoa he's like finding new stuff yeah i guess i have an oxygen rebreather like i like that it's that he has to yeah that's right i like that he has to like find these things on his suit and sort of interpret what they mean and how to use them uh Mm-hmm. It, like this because all, all other superheroes that we've met kind of they get their powers and then they're experts in their powers right yeah we, do, we don't follow uh spider-man having to learn really like the extent of of and the tensile strength of his uh of his webs <laughs> and learning to aim totally. like, it's, well, it's, 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 it's a thousand spiders worth of yeah, we had Stan to tell us. <laughs> like the idea of somebody somebody pitching a new hero to Stan. He's like, now tell me in tell me in terms of how many spiders that is. How strong how strong is he? <laughs> on the stand on the stand spider scale, how many spiders of powers do you have? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. It's fucking simple. And he pulls down like one of those rolly like charts. Look at it here. We got Hulk down there at about a three million spider range. We got Spider-Man at a thousand. We've got you up here at a paltry one. You're one spider to me. <laughs> <You're> not- <laughs> um, right. So so I like that. And I also like again his his existence in the world is fun. Um we're not doing really very much of the Spider-Man nonsense because uh, uh, with sort of like constantly bemoaning how a teenage boy is going to have all the is going to have enough time to be Nova. Um, yeah. Or 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 like no, he just does it farcical setups where he can't turn into to, to Nova because somebody's looking at him like it's just none of that BS that yes. I found really tedious in Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. And I also like that he's. He's really average, and he, and, but now he's Nova, and in one way that makes you super, like not like super. You're no longer average because not everybody is a Nova. But like, right. what do you do when you're a really average person who now has to be a superhero? <laughs> like that's a fun problem, and yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in it. And he's he's like, oh, why why the fuck am I a hero? I don't get it. I'm dumb and I'm bad at sports. Yeah. He's got all this like Nova strength and he still sucks at sports. And he's still so bad at, I'm sports. Bad at sports. I'm failing math. It's yeah. so embarrassing. The bully, the bully is better at math than I am. <laughs> I yeah. I'm Nova Prime and I'm failing algebra. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, actually, consistently what I think my favorite thing is, is uh, in this issue, in these issues, is looking for Bernie and Caps. So these two side characters, Bernie and Caps, are consistently my favorite thing. Bernie is kind of like a teen version of a jaded Jewish comedian. (laughs) And Uh. (laughs) Caps just wears hats. And... And he's known for wearing hats. So he got his name. Uh, but a couple things really endeared me to them this week. Uh, one of one of them is is this incredible dialogue when they're walking out of class and and Bernie's talking to Caps and he goes, uh, or no, he's talking to to, to Richard Ryder and he's like, "You think you've got troubles, Rich? Me, Bernie Dillon, I'm flunking Hebrew. Mister <laughs> Weinberg says I'm too much a schmageggy. A what? <laughs> if I knew, I wouldn't be flunking, boy chick. And <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. And then the bit of lore we learn about Caps is that he may have murdered someone. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then he was kidnapped, and he's missing the all three issues that we read, and no one seems to worry for a long time. Nobody cares. Like, just gone. I'm so ready to find out what the fuck is going on with Caps, because the guy mm-hmm. who kidnapped him walked in and was like, you think you'd get away with murder? And Caps is like, uh, I don't know. Fucking bizarre. It's so funny. Now, at, at the same time, the all of the sort of villain of the weeks pretty much suck. Like, yes, his, his act, his act, the actual like comic book part is pretty weak where he goes and be's a hero. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. You didn't like Sparkles. You didn't like Sparkles, the Diamond Man. Diamond Head. I did like Diamond Head because he's goofy. And I liked when he shakes hands with Daddy Condor at the end. He has a diamond for a head. You get it? (laughs) Do you get it? Oh, it's not because he's hard as it's not because he's hard as a diamond. Yeah, he's got a literal diamond head. Yeah, the, it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not great. It's not great. My favorite moment in these issues that we read was when him, uh, 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 Rich and Ginger go to a drive in movie, but they go with his bully and his bully's girlfriend. Like, I don't know why they hang out together because he <laughs> hates him, but they go. And not only is Rich like, oh, man, I'm really distracted because I've been having all these superhero adventures. Then the the bully is loudly making out with his girlfriend in the next car over and being like, hey, nerd, fuck off. What are you, what are you looking <laughs> Look at, what nerd? I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and Ginger's like, what are we doing here? What is going on right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, he's bad at dating. He's bad at math. But he has a good suit, and uh, and that's our boy. That's our boy Nova. Sometimes all you need is a good <laughs> suit, though. Like I mean, hey, that's real. You have fun yeah, life. Before we before we go into our our good segment, I wanna I wanna one for one moment call out the hot version of Mole Man that we fought in the third final issue that we read today. <laughs> uh, yes. talk to me about Tyrannus because I am in love. Tyrannus, the hot young Mole Man, is. <laughs> nothing i mean he does he does he doesn't do anything it's not a good it's not a good plot but he i'm pretty sure he spends his whole first page talking about how fucking young and ripped he is and how dope that is and and how many slaves he has and how hot he is and how hot mole man isn't and don't we hate mole man mole man's a bitch there's something really believable about these sort of anti-social uh antics of the two like the two mole men where yeah. like they hate each other <laughs> and th- this is the entire world to them is just two mole men yeah <laughs> it's goofy but I, like i was really there for it like that there's just there's two mole men now and they hate each other yes <laughs> so funny and one's hot and one's not right and, and what's the point of being hot and you're sort of like because you're a mole man like the yeah. world, <laughs> there's nobody around to witness how hot he is. <laughs> if if a, yeah. a mole man is hot underground, doesn't? <laughs> yeah, is anyone getting a boner? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wasted. My hot body is wasted. All these mole people are blind. <laughs> the hotness of my body is wasted on you people. <laughs> yeah. And when he goes up, when he goes up top, uh, he interrupts Nova's really fun ongoing issue where he's uh, at Marvel Comics because that was a good idea. I just, yeah, he goes up to, it's such a weird thing when the artist and the writer insert themselves into the comic. So Marv and Sal are here, uh, Marv Wolfman and Sal Sal Buscema, who makes sure to to tell everyone in the comic how to pronounce Buscema. How to say his name. Yeah. It's not Buscema. I assume this is is either they're just trying to keep the legacy alive of of Stan and Kirby doing it. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I, or it perhaps at Stan's own behest. I that I can't say obviously. But the Stan and Kirby stuff, it was always sort of under. It was always outside of the story, and uh, yes, I thought, they I, were watching. I didn't know how to how to read this. Like, is it just meta? Is this a real? Is this a quote unquote real issue where like the story is going to be continue to be relevant? Yeah, yeah, it was very bizarre. It's also, bizarre. Stan is in this issue, and they drew him pretty hot. And I wonder if that was an editor note. Like, come on, <laughs> draw me hotter. <laughs> he, they absolutely got feedback. I just saw the twink, the twink mole man. You can make me hotter. <laughs> I know you can do it. I've seen the, the muscles on this mole man. <laughs> Gading. 
Ding 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 ding. Oh no! You really want to do this right now? Hello and welcome. Hello. I don't. How did Andy start the? Never mind. I'm not. He was like a little sing song. Yeah, I know. He's like hello. Hello. Welcome. Good morning. Welcome to this week's fuck Mary kill. Where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. Listen, I don't, I don't want to waste your time this week. Yeah, okay. okay. I just feel like we have a lot of things to talk about, okay? So our first, our first contender for this week's Fuck, Mary Kill are Stevenson, Tyler, and Parks, okay? Okay. Oh. They are a trio. You get all three shield agents or you get nothing, okay? Got it, okay. Secondly... The horde of leprechauns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, <You> got <laughs> it. <laughs> so, so secondly, the the horde of leprechauns is on our is on our list today. Okay, mm. and thirdly, last but absolutely not least, hot sexy mole man Tyrannus. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, okay. There's a lot to think about now because there, there are, have- and I wasn't sure what to call a group of leprechauns. Like, are they a swarm? Are they oh. a horde? Do you call it a you call it a pot? Yeah. Do they do they have one of those really twee collective nouns like a preponderance <laughs> or a, a preponderance or a, of you know leprechauns? What I mean? An annoyance of leprechauns. Uh, I, yeah. the The two groups are really throwing me because there's a lot to be said for a whole flock of leprechauns. <laughs> the kind of fun and and just sort of like. Real world applications of having a lot of people like around and maybe married to you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they can all have jobs, and then you don't have to have a job. So, well, uh, yeah. Okay. So if you're, I think it, I think it's our very first issue where I I marry that mole man. Uh, yeah, I, I married <laughs> right. ugly mole man for his diamonds. <laughs> for his diamonds. I think. I think this time. I think I'm killing. I think I'm killing hot mole man. Oh, I think you it, look because you could kind of go either way. You could switch them for the fuck like, but ultimately, I I don't know that I care. I don't think I want to save him enough. So I think I'm having the four way with Jeffrey Parks <laughs> and Michael Stevenson and Steven Tyler. Okay. <laughs> with Emerson, Emerson Lake and Palmer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm fucking Parks, Stevenson, Tyler. I think that's how it's going to go. We're going to have, okay. we're just going to have a big pile and it's going to okay. be, ro- it's going to rock. Now tell me, tell me what you do married to a whole bunch of leprechauns though. Well, I feel like, I feel like there's really no getting out of a group dynamic in this one, right? Because if yep. you're married to, if you, like you could argue you could just fuck Hot Mole Man and be done with it, one and done, and, mm-hmm. and, and then move, move the fuck along. But if you marry him, then you are going to have to deal with, with his Mole Man bullshit and all of his slaves. Uh, I, I just, I just think, yeah, and then, and then, and then you've inherited like part ownership yeah. of slaves, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I think mm-hmm. just nice, nice and simple, kill the mole man, fuck, yeah, fuck the I agents think... of Shield, and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna be, and then I'm gonna marry the uh, incredibly, incredibly pleasant and hopeful leprechauns. Like they're not, <laughs> they're not mischievous at all. They're lovely men. Yes, it's true. I think we only see men, but we didn't, we don't know that they're an, an all male. No, we don't. Race of right? No. So maybe there's maybe there's a little bit of. I don't know any leprechaun lore. I don't know leprechaun lore. I I don't know the answer. (laughs) Listen, I don't know the answer to that question. We came unprepared with not enough leprechaun lore, you guys. (laughs) But we only we only saw dudes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that that the leprechauns on the table are are men. Yeah, agreed. The leprechauns on my table are men. I respect this answer, Rory. So here's okay. here's what I would say. I'm I'm going to fuck the leprechauns. Uh because yeah. you know, that's a Little lot hands. of hands. Little hands. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of hands. And it's it's very it's it's very exciting. Oh wait, Andy. What, what if it's what if it's a jungle of leprechauns? Ooh. A jungle of leprechauns. Yeah. Oh, it's like the jungle of hands. I see yeah. what you're doing. On the Marvel wiki, they're they're on here as the leprechauns of Cassidy Keep. That's got a nice ring to it, too. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. A keep of leprechauns. Well, then you'd be like, okay. Oh yeah. No, I still fuck them. I still find them. I don't want to marry okay. them. I All want right. to marry. I think I'm gonna lean into the to the awful and I'm gonna marry 
the I'm going to marry Tyrannus, the hottest mole man, simply because he's really hot. And I don't think he knows he, he doesn't have standards because he's been living underground. So first of all, I think he'd be <laughs> totally fine with me. Second of all, well, he does know he's hot. He does know that. You know what I mean? Like. He does. That's true. That's true. Which means he knows that you are a monster. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Second order of business is after after the marriage is all right. Get rid of all of this. This this whole mess you've got down here. This is really really bad. You should you can't you can't just own mole people. This is really fucked up. Wait, interjection again. <laughs> You you make him get rid of his mole people slaves, but if I know anything about you, you live underground with him away from people, right? <laughs> like like we you come become up once his, in a while for for social functions. But you become his mole wife, right? You become Andy the mole wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh and then I and then I kill the shield agents because I feel like I'd be too worried that they would like hear a sound out of the like some weird corner of the just room and throw a nuke. <laughs> I I just I just kind of be worried about that happening. Okay, Shane, where you at? I think I don't look. I don't want to kill Parks and Rec. Okay, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to kill Steven Tyler or Parks and Rec. <laughs> I I think. I think I kill the leprechauns. Yeah, I think I think I, I think I think I do because specifically because I'm afraid they'll awaken some weird secret power I don't know about. Right? They'll like <laughs> convince me that I can turn yeah. invisible, and then it's just an embarrassing prank where they got you to walk naked outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're tricksters. I thought you were gonna say awaken something else. Like you're too you're too worried that you're gonna find them attractive. Oh, I definitely find them attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you were if you were short with red hair and a beard, I, I find you attractive. Um, <laughs> I think I I think I sex the moleman. Okay, I definitely sex moleman, and then I guess I marry marry the three shield agents. The shield agents, but here's here's the thing: I probably use my marriage to the shield agents to have access to weapons. <laughs> So that I can, so that you can <laughs> kill the leprechaun <laughs> to further facilitate the killing of the leprechauns. Yeah, wow, that's it. That's my answer. No Man, goofs. The way you're, no goofs. All real. The way the way you role play the the way you role play those murders. I just really, I'm 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 more worried every week. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. This has been issue number thirty-one of the Infinite Backlog, and as sort of a parting thought. I want to leave you with my favorite quote from this week, which was, <clears throat> no way, bub, the Wolverine don't believe in leprechauns. <laughs> which I don't know that I thought I would read. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm so I liked, glad I did. I liked their their quit back where it's like, well, well leprechauns <laughs> won't believe in, in talking Wolverines. So what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.